Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. We're building our faith at Church on the Rock. Every time we come, we're growing, right? Our faith and our life gets stronger. In fact, let's just make that confession. Hold up your Bible. Say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same as I came in Jesus' name. And every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life get stronger and stronger. Let's thank God for the Word today. Thank God for the Word and revelation. Amen. Well, open your Bible right now to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. We've been in a series all summer. I told you about it in May, and today is the last of that series. We end it today, begin something brand new next weekend. But, you know, it's real important. I encourage you to go back, your notes, the services, they're free. They're online. They're on our website. And, you know, continue to renew your mind on three pillars of Christian growth. You know, we had an incredible speaker last night, I feel sorry for those of you that missed it that had a business because it was a legend, Coach Dan Gable, the winningest wrestling college coach in history, Hall of Famer, won the gold medal in 72, beat the Russians. They didn't score one point against him. He's, he's trained so many gold medalists in wrestling. Uh, it, the list goes on. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. But, you know, last week I told you that I'm talking about ending this series on how to control your feelings, how to control your feelings, because you'll never fulfill God's will for your life if you go by your feelings. You'll never fulfill the call of God on your life if you go by feelings. You will be a loser. You will be a whiner and a victim if you and I, both of us, are led by our feelings. So I was picking his brain last night before the meal, and I said, Coach, I said, you know, I heard you say in an interview with Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, I heard you say with an interview with him that you never got angry on the mat when you were wrestling. Tell me about that. I said, you know, you, you never got angry. And Coach Dan Gable said to me last night, he said, Pastor, if you lose control of your emotions, you lose your edge and you will lose. If you lose control of your emotions, you lose your edge, and you will lose. There's a world-class champion, a legend, telling me that advice last night. So it goes right along with last Sunday, and today as we end this series, I'm talking to you today about how to control your feelings. I don't like to be around moody people. They're losers. Moody people never get raises. Moody people that are up and down, you never know what mood they're going to be in, never get promoted. They never get the good job. They attract negativity and whiners into their life. So you and I don't want to be moody. We want to learn how to be stable. 
We want to learn how to be steadfast. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. We want to learn how to be stable and steadfast. Coach Dan Gable said to me last night, you've been here 40 years? I said, yeah, we started this church with 35 people. He said, you are like Penn State right now, the wrestling team. By the way, they're the winning team right now. So it speaks when you're stable and steadfast and consistent, it attracts winners into your life. I want you to have winners in your life, not whiners. I want you to have people come into your life that will help you fulfill your destiny, the call of God on your life, the purpose that God has for you. So I'm going to help you with that today. So let's pick up as we conclude this series on today, how do I control my emotions? How do I control my feelings? How do I keep from being up and down? How do I not be a victim and be a victor? How do I be in charge and control my body and my flesh and my feelings? So let's look at it. First Thessalonians on the screen, chapter 5, verse 23. The very God of peace. Aren't you glad he brings us peace today? And that's that nothing missing, nothing lacking, shalom. Do you remember that in our study? Okay, nothing missing, nothing lacking. So if you're missing something today, the missing piece is God. Amen. You say, Pastor, I've already got God. Then you need to get closer to God. You need to come to Church on the Rock and find out how to know him. Amen. And the very God of peace sanctify you. We looked at sanctification. It's a process. It's a process of becoming holy. It's a process of purging and getting rid of those things that limit and restrain our life. The very God of peace sanctify you holy. God wants us holy, not dysfunctional, not broken, not beat up, but he wants us to be a whole person. I pray, God, you're whole. So if I want to be a whole person, if I want to grow as a Christian, if I want to take new ground, if I want to go to a new level, you know, my grandson is into playing video games. And when you're playing video games, I know I have a lot of gamers here. We're on the Internet. We have VR church. Uh, we, we have, you know, all of these different areas out there that we go into that world of gamers. If you're a gamer, you know, you're all the time trying to go to a new level. You're all the time trying to go to a new level. Well, I'm not a gamer, but I'm a go getter and I want to go to a new level all the time in God. I know you do too. Amen. So here's how you do it. You have to know God's program. You have to know how Christianity works. You have to know how church works, living for God. You have to understand that you are three parts. You are a three-part person. You have to know God's program on all three parts of how he made you in order to grow, be fully developed, and a whole person. Not dysfunctional, not fragmented my entire Christian life. That is not God's will for us. God's will for us is to have a healthy, happy, wealthy, blessed, fulfilled, satisfied life. So he says, I pray that your spirit, that's the real you, your soul, number two, that's your emotions, that is your emotions and your will, and your body, that's your flesh, spirit, soul, and body, three parts. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and your earth suit is your body. Be preserved blameless into the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's look at the program. Next slide. We are to feed our spirit every day. 
We're to feed our spirit every day. We looked at how do you do that. We looked at very simple, practical ways on how we feed our spirit. The Bible says if you faint in the day of adversity, and I've got this Navy SEAL coming to teach you and me how to deal with adversity. Last night, Coach Dan Gable said, if you don't attack your adversity, your adversity will attack you. If you don't attack your adversity, your adversity will attack you. In other words, if you don't whip the bully, the bully's gonna whip you, okay? So we talked about all summer, how do you feed your spirit? And we talked about that, broke it down. Number two, your soul, you renew it. That's your mind, not your brain. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. You're to renew it daily. You're to renew it daily. We talked about how to do that. We broke it down, practical steps. Number three, your body. We're to control it. We're to crucify it. Now, our body has a voice called feelings. Our soul has a voice called logic. Our spirit has a voice called conscience. We looked at it all summer. So our body, that's what we're dealing with as we finish this series last weekend and this weekend. We're to control it. So God gave us feelings and emotions as a gift. They're to be our servant, not our master. How many people are led by how they feel? If they don't feel like going to church, they don't. They don't feel like getting their kids up, they won't. They don't feel like praising the Lord, they don't. They don't feel like tithing, they don't. They don't feel like going to work, they don't. Loser, you can't go by your feelings and win in life. You have to be in control of your feelings. I'm quoting Dan Gable from last night, an Olympican. You can't be led by your feelings and be moody, won't please God, won't bring winners into your life, won't get promotion, won't get the best job. We have to learn how to be steadfast, stable, consistent. We have to learn how to do that. We're learning that last weekend and this weekend. Next slide, guys. Next slide. So the flesh of a Christian isn't any different than the flesh of a sinner. Well, that's a powerful statement. I had people come to me last Sunday and said, Pastor, that's the big idea I got from the whole weekend. Are you serious? I, I'm very serious. Because our flesh didn't get saved. Our flesh is still unsaved, unrenewed. We get a new flesh in the resurrection, right? But until then, you and I deal with the same things sinners deal with. That's why people will come to you and say, you know, I'm not coming to your church. You guys are full of hypocrites. I say, come on down, one more won't hurt, okay? And they say, well, you know, you're supposed to be a Christian, and you had a bumper sticker of Church on the Rock, and I saw them do something stupid last Thursday. Well, last Thursday, they weren't crucifying their flesh. They were still saved, born again, on their way to heaven, but their flesh was in control of them that day instead of them in control of their flesh. Does that break it down, make it simple? We all have those days we act like sinners, even though we're saints. And that day, our flesh is stronger than your spirit. The day that your spirit is stronger than your flesh, you won't give in to addictions. The flesh of a Christian isn't any different than the flesh of a sinner. Next slide, guys. Next slide. Then how do I crucify my flesh, Pastor? How do I control my feelings? How do I get in control of them so that I won't lose my edge, like Coach Dan Gable said? 
How do I do that? I'm going to give you seven ways on how to control your flesh and, and control your feelings so that your feelings are your servant and not your master. Thank God for feelings. They're a gift from God, but we're not to be led by them. We're to be led by the Spirit. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. If we all did what we felt like, you know, it wouldn't be good, would it, church? Amen. All right, so let's look at the seven ways. Next slide, guys. Okay, so James chapter 3, verse 2 through 8, we're going to read this, and then we're going to start breaking down the seven ways. For in many things we offend all. If any person doesn't offend anybody in word, that person is fully developed character and is able to bridle, everyone say bridle, to bridle the whole body. So notice he's talking about the words that we speak with our mouth has the power to control your body. So your mouth, your tongue, your words can control your body. Your words, your mouth, your tongue, what you say has the power to control your flesh, your feelings, and your body. Think about it. Think about the conversations you've had this last week and how those conversations made you feel. You always connect your feeling to what you've been saying. You always can go back and connect your feelings to what you were saying. If we were talking down in the mouth last Thursday, we were depressed. If we were talking victory last Friday, we felt better about life. You cannot disconnect how you feel with what you're saying. That's why I always have you say things in church because I want you to feel better when you leave. Okay? All right. Next slide, guys. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they will obey us and turn about the whole body. Notice a bit in the mouth of a horse can control the horse's body and the direction that that horse goes. Verse 4. Behold, also, now look at a ship. So it's so big, it can be driven through fierce winds, turned about with a very small rudder. The rudder can control the ship. The bit can control the horse. Your mouth has the power to control your body, your feelings, and your flesh. Next verse, verse 5. Even so, the tongue, he's coming to a conclusion. He's talking about our tongue, our mouth, what we're saying. Even so, the tongue is a little member, but it boasteth great things, great power. Next verse, verse 6. And the tongue is like a fire, a world of iniquity. So the tongue among our members that defiles the whole body. Notice your tongue affects your whole body and sets on the fire. The course of nature is set on as the fire of hell. Next verse, verse 7. For every kind of beast, birds, serpents, things in the sea is tamed. You can tame all these animals, but we can't tame our own tongue. So he tells us we should control our tongue, but we on our own can't control our tongue because we usually put our foot in our mouth. Come on, somebody. All right. So next verse, verse eight. But the tongue, nobody can tame. Well, you just told us to we've got to control our tongue to control our feelings, our flesh and our body. Then you told us we can't control our own tongue, that we insert foot in mouth that we say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Maybe you haven't, but I have. 
Oh, my goodness. All right. And so what is he saying here? He's basically saying you can tame your tongue if you put a bridle on it. What is the bridle? The Bible is your bridle. The Bible is your bridle. You can't tame a horse without a bridle. We can't tame our tongue without the Bible. The bridle is the Bible. So if you and I are not speaking the word, no wonder we can't control our emotions. Didn't David say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me? He was talking to his soul. He was talking to his body. He was talking to his feelings. You know, the, the, the person that you and I listen to the most is ourself. So what have you been saying to yourself? It's called self-talk. Wow. So say it with me. The Bible is the bridle. So until I start speaking, confessing, affirming, declaring, memorizing words from God's word, I'll never get my body, my flesh, my feelings under control. Let the weak say that they are strong. Let the poor say they are rich. There's something there, right? There's something there. All right, next slide. Let's go. So number one, I can control my body with my mouth. I can control my body with my mouth. Number two, I can't control my mouth on my own. I can't control my mouth on my own. Number three. I tame my tongue with a bridle. I tame my tongue with a bridle. Number four, the Bible is the bridle. Can we say that again? The Bible is the bridle. Are y'all getting this? You see, people who aren't speaking the word, their life is out of control. They're moved by the media, social media. They're moved by the internet. They're moved by TikTok. They're moved by YouTube. They're moved by the news. They're just repeating Pete. They're just repeating what they hear. And then they wonder why they're on alcohol and drugs and meth and cocaine and something to sleep and something to get up because they're saying what the world is saying. And their emotions are out of control. More suicides this year than any other year. Look it up. Google it. More suicides than any other year. More suicides with ministers, preachers this year than any other year. What I'm talking about is relevant. It's right where you live. It's right where I live. If I want to get my house in order, my marriage in order, my life in order, I got to tame my big fat mouth. To quote Joyce Myers, praise God. She wrote a book called My Big Fat Mouth. Okay, next slide. So let's look at it, Joshua 1.8. This book of the law, that would be the Bible, you should keep it in your mouth. You see that? It shall not depart. It means you should always have it in your mouth. This book of law. So notice it doesn't say you should have it in your heart. Because how does it get in your heart? Through your mouth. And what's in your heart, right, you live out. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Right? Okay? So notice that the first step in the process is you and I should be speaking the word. Having a daily, here's take home, daily confession list affirmations. If you and I, and you know, the church world 
doesn't get this. The church world thinks words don't matter. If you were in our marketplace meeting last night, and you would hear, you would hear one of the commentators uh, talking, interviewing Coach Dan Gable, he said one word wrong, and Dan Gable stopped him immediately and said, don't say that. One word. We're talking about a secular coach. We're talking about an Olympic champion. We're talking about somebody who's never heard what you're hearing today. He never heard what you're hearing today. But yet, in, in that world, words matter to champions. Words matter to champions. One little word, one little word, Jason Selk said last night, and Coach Dan Gable stopped him and said, don't say that one word. If the world gets it, why doesn't the church get it? Come on, somebody. Why doesn't Christians get it? So this book of the law of the Bible, notice the weak hand clap I got on that, because you're convicted. And so am I. We're in this boat together. The book of the law shall not depart your mouth. Keep the Bible in your mouth. The Bible is your bridle. All right? And you'll meditate day and night. What is that? That's a routine, y'all. That's a routine. That's habits that you may observe to do all that's written therein. And then you will be a winner. You'll be an overcomer. You'll be successful. You'll be up in a down world. You won't be like the crowd. You won't be like the masses. You'll go from average to extraordinary. Average to extraordinary. You'll make your way prosperous, and you will have what? Good? I, I can't hear you. Okay, if you don't want it, don't say it. But I want it. Right? Don't say what you don't want. I'd write that down. You shouldn't be saying what you don't want. You should be saying what you do want. I want success for me, my family, and this ministry. I want success for the call of God on my life and what God's called me to do. So I better be saying it. Don't say it if you don't want it. But if you want it, y'all better be saying it. And do you want good success? Amen. Let's give God a thank you for that word. Next slide. Next slide. So number five on how to, how to control my feelings, i got to crucify my flesh daily, daily, daily. Preachers do, bishops do, the pope does, you do, and uncle, any Christian, any believer, all believers, you and I, usins, weans, you guys, we got to crucify it daily. Again, the day that the world sees you and I act like them is the day we didn't crucify our flesh. It's the day we didn't renew our mind. It's the day we were too busy. It's the day we were in a rush. It's the day we didn't have a little talk with Jesus. Come on, can we have an Oprah moment? This is life or death stuff. That's why you feel, you, you sense the seriousness of my voice. This is life or death. I want you to win. I want your family to go to heaven, not hell. I want you to go to heaven, not hell. I want our church to grow. I want to reach more people. I want to help more people. Yeah. So we crucify our flesh daily by telling it no, by telling it no. And how many times do you realize we're going to say it more than once? <laughs> Maybe you don't, but I got to say it over and over and over. No, 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 no. Come on, somebody. Daily. You got to say it more than once, right? You know, my dog last night, Princess Anna, we got home from the meeting, and, 
and she likes to get in the trash can, and she was getting in the trash can, and Kim said no. She just kept getting in the trash can. And then Kim said no, and she just kept getting in the trash can. Finally, I said, Anna, no, and she took off running. Maybe you just need to raise your voice and say a little bit louder. Determine no. Okay, next slide, y'all. Next slide. Galatians 5.24. And they that are Christ, born-again believers, have crucified the flesh and the affections and its lust. Next slide, guys. If we live in the Spirit, capital S, let us also walk in the Spirit. Oh, praise God. Now, I think we got the Living Bible, guys. Genesis, let's go back. Next slide. Those who belong to Christ have nailed their natural evil desires. You mean people who belong to Christ have evil desires? Come on, y'all. They have nailed their evil desires to the cross and crucified them there. Now, the Bible says we're to crucify our flesh daily. So daily we're to nail our old lust, our old desires, our evil desires, our temptations, we're to nail them to the cross. How do you nail them to the cross? By saying no and putting the flesh under. Okay? Verse 25, if we are living now by the Holy Spirit's power, thank God. We can't do it in our own, can we, church? I can't do it in my own. We're living now by the Holy Spirit's power. So let us follow the Holy Spirit in leading us in every part of our life. How cool is that? Next slide, guys. Seven ways. Number six, I control my body, my flesh, feelings. When you focus on who I am, what I have, and what I can do in Christ. Now, what we focus on gets larger in our life, right? So if I focus on my sin, my sin's going to get bigger. If I focus on my flesh, my flesh is going to get stronger. If I focus on my mistakes, my mistakes are going to get larger. So we need to stop focusing on our flesh and its appetites. We need to stop focusing on our flesh and our mistakes, sins, transgressions. We need to stop focusing on that and start focusing on who you are, what you have, and what you can do in Christ. It's called the law of replacement. You replace the negative with the positive. I love that. So stop putting yourself down. You only get downer. Excuse all my English teachers. You only get, you know, down, 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 the burning ring of fire. Johnny Cash. I control my body, flesh, feelings when you focus on who I am. You're a child of God. You're a king's kid. You're a royal priesthood. You're the apple of God's eye. You're a believer. You're not a whiner, not a beggar. You're an overcomer. Uh, you, you are God's elect. You're God's chosen. You're God's people. You're in the family. of You focus on that. And what do you have? You have the Holy Spirit. You have the name of Jesus. You have the blood of Jesus. You have a host of angels. You have the greater one on the inside of you. What you can do, you can do all things through Christ. You got faith for it. You got faith for it. You got faith for it. Next slide, next slide, next slide. Galatians 5, 24, amplified. And those who what? Belong to Christ. You need to be belonging and believing. First you belong, and then you start believing. First you get born again, then you become a disciple. Right? 
You, you walk the walk, spirit, soul, and body. Feed it, renew it, control it. Those who belong to Christ, once you know you belong to him, then you need to believe in him and who he made you, what he gave you, and what you can do. Because those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh. If I want to crucify the flesh, I got to find out what I have in belonging in the family of God. I'm a winner. I'm not a loser. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I can do all things. I will finish strong. I am a fighter. I'm not a quitter. I'm a doer of the word. I'm blessed in my deed. You got to declare what you can do. Y'all got that now? So you stop focusing on your flesh because in your flesh dwells no good thing. The apostle Paul said that in your flesh dwells no good thing. Okay. Next slide, guys. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit, we have our life in God, let us go forward walking in line and controlled by the Holy Spirit. So notice you and I want to feed our spirit daily and make our spirit stronger than our flesh. So I'm not going to focus tomorrow morning on my flesh because no good thing dwells in David Blunt's flesh. But I am going to focus on feeding my spirit. One year Bible, 714 prayer, right? I'm going to focus on that. Okay, next slide, guys. Next slide. Number seven, as the team comes, by focusing on and feeding my spirit, not the weaknesses of my flesh. I crucify my flesh by focusing on feeding my spirit and not the weaknesses, the hang-ups, the habits, the addictions of my flesh. What you focus on grows. So if you focus on your addiction, it's only going to be a stronghold. If you focus on your weaknesses, they're only going to become a stronghold. What you focus on gets bigger and stronger. So we don't want to focus on our weaknesses, addictions, hangups, and habits. We want to focus on feeding our spirit and making our spirit stronger than our flesh. In Jesus' name. Seven ways. Did it help anybody today? I sure do love you. Give God a thank you for the word. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.